Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's that nine to five time feeling life. This is man from ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, John Cena calls out Undertaker again. We have Ms. TV with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and Rusev Day <laughs> rules SmackDown and a whole lot more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. I got three for you tonight, guys, Uh-oh. for opening day. Okay. Andy Hanslyke. <laughs> Ryan Hanberg. <laughs> Javi Bonilla. <laughs> That's and, the one. That's and, the one. And to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman. What's going on, two beer? Uh, not a lot, man. Super wet and tired of this rain. It's a. Uh, let's just put it's a, like the, a real damper on my my life here. The rain's putting a damper on your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Pacific Northwest up in here. And now. Yeah, only uh, like to, way worse. To his right, we have. JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Uh, ready for a big week of wrestling in the next couple weeks. Just getting finished with uh, Strong Style Evolved. Taking my prayers and staying my vitamins, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all fucked up. <laughs> we are in the midst of WrestleMania season. We're not even on the road to WrestleMania's, WrestleMania anymore, guys. We are on We're the off off ramp. ramp. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are there. Um, Coming in hot. And I have tomorrow off. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I know you guys think I'm drunk when I come in here, but tonight <laughs> <laughs> I might Extra get special. drunker. Uh, before we get too far into it, uh, one of our two sponsors tonight uh, is Soul Taco, guys. Soul Taco is the best fast casual food in the area, in the St. Louis, Chicagoland area, for sure. They are Korean Mexican fusion food. They have great tacos. They have great quesadillas. They have great burritos. I'm not going to say bulgogi bowl because <laughs> everybody makes fun of me online for saying that. But uh, they have goji bowls. But seriously, guys, Soul Taco is delicious. Uh, get that spicy pork when you go in there. Get that chicken. Get that steak. Everything is good there. They are a friend of the show. They are a sponsor of the show, Soul Taco. They've supported Band from Ringside since day, day one. one. Since day one. That's day one-ish, baby. So if you guys appreciate Band from Ringside, please go support Soul Taco. You guys will enjoy it. I promise. Um, we are sitting in the exquisite Shock City Studios. We got Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect. Dare I say Professor Mr. Perfect. Turn the Knobs has a lot of of picks to to do next week. Yeah, I almost feel sorry for you, Sam. I wish I was going to be here to JCB's see that JCB's not... Well, JCB might here, be here. We'll, we'll find well, out next week. Well, it's about to say, depending on uh, the opening day, weather obviously is going to be 50-50, but I'll, uh, either way, I'll be here in spirit. 
Yeah, but you might be here. I might physically be here. Yeah, we not we. No, we I might physically be. We here. don't know. The game could be canceled. It could be delayed. I might just swing on through in between. You never know. But before we get, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. We'll get to our. Thank you. Kick it three off. Three counts. JCB, what's the one count? Sounds like we're going to do the same thing all over again, but let's talk about it. John Cena calling out the Undertaker. I'm again. sick of it. I'm sick of it too. It's it's now gotten to the point where. This should have been a match already been done deal. This should have been the week you could have done it. Uh, apparently, Kane has never beat John Cena in a singles match. Why are we going? The, the whole thing with Kane is it's now this is like a filler, and I get it. Kane's the Undertaker's brother, so it eventually, obviously, it's going to happen. I just don't understand the 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 delay in this. Why do it like this? This could have been a match that you could have easily announced, been done with it. You didn't have to build it. Wait, what are you talking about? You're talking about John Cena versus Kane as the main event the other night. night on, on Monday Night Raw. You're not talking about Cena versus Taker, which is getting ready to come up at WrestleMania. Apparently, it still hasn't been announced. Number one, you shouldn't have had Cena versus Kane on Monday Night Raw. Okay, let's just get that off the table. Not in the main event slot. Okay, I don't even care if it's in the 8 o'clock slot. It shouldn't have been a match, period. Kane has now gotten devalued. Ever, ever since 2018 has really started. You can't put him in this role and expect him to produce a good match, dare I say, a great match. You knew how this was going to end. Okay, so the only thing that came out of this match was John Cena basically mocked The Undertaker's moveset at certain points, and then at the end, he calls him out again. Let's just, just announce the fucking match. It's not that difficult. You don't even have the time for Taker to even come back and make a counterpoint. The, the, even though I didn't necessarily like Reigns versus Cena, I like point versus counterpoint. Even though I don't like either one, they both shot on each other and they told the truth as the way the fans see it. Not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. It's just the way this is our opinion. And the guys you know that we see on TV get to actually say it. We don't even get a chance to see that. Now you're probably going to see next week some sort of lightning comes down. You know, here comes The Undertaker. I accept bullshit. Yeah, I hope not. You know that. Oh, That's not yet, be no, it. he'll ride in on uh, American Badass style. He'll come in on a motorcycle. Hopefully. Okay, but you'll see it like <laughs> that versus anything else. Go ahead. Two beer. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm I'm just wondering what we're going to see next week, uh, if anything. I didn't care about Cena Kane in the main event of this. I agree with JCB. It just seems like we're kind of edging up to, uh, you know, this climax. And but there's no, also, there's also no guaranteed payoff. Edging up to the climax. Mm. Why is everything a porn analogy? <laughs> <laughs> you said edging up to the climax. No, I said why is it a, a, like? Because you said. I always edging. talk like that. I don't know why. That's not mm. even an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like real deal holy field shit. Full on visceral talk. No doubt. Um, no, I, I agree with you, uh, Two Beer. To me, there is no payoff, and we argued about this last week or whatever. And I'm not even going to put Sam on the spot just yet about figuring out what a wager is for the loser. I just say we just somebody has to wear a shirt that you don't like to wear. You would have to wear a New Day shirt. I would wear a Taker shirt. I think that's fair. I think my problem with uh, the build to Cena Taker is that Cena seems completely checked out. Like he is going through the motions. Like going out there and yelling "Do something." is not that's not a promo like saying do something is really the least amount of promo work you can do saying do something i think it was like a throwback i don't know if you saw his tweet where he was like 
poking him with a stick like it was a stick figure poking another stick figure with a stick. And the dude already retired yeah. kayfabe style, right? Yelling, do something. And when there was one point in the match the other night when Cena thought he had Kane pinned and pinned and Kane picked Kane kicked out. Sorry. Say that five times fast. And then Cena sat up and had just the most cartoonish look on his face. And even my wife, who had just gotten home from teaching, looked at me and she goes, oh, my God, I hate him. It's like, yeah, I hate him, too. It was, it was the most cartoonish, stupid-looking thing on his face that he could have done. He's checked out. He's Hollywood. It's fine. Just go be Hollywood. But if you're going to come back, like, Cena Taker should feel like a big deal. It doesn't feel like a big deal right now. Yeah, the buildup is very poor. Like, this is... I feel like if they're doing it, then they're thinking that just the merits of the match. And I'm not unexcited about the match itself, just because we've never seen it. But I am. I mean, I I can get why somebody would be unexcited, but you know, until, until that, it happens, we've never seen that mania. That's what. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, but we're not getting a build up like whenever we, you know, talk about how great WWE does with these video packages, like putting together the stories that create these moments. What's the fucking video package for Cena versus Taker? I'm sh- I'm sure they'll make it look like a million bucks, but. It's really not much because there's no story here. It is Cena berating an old man out of retirement. Yeah, it's one-sided. Just, just so we can beat him. And oh. then Cena's going to go over. No, he's Pro- not. Probably. No, he's not. Okay. Well, what, I mean, what, what shirt, what size do you want your New Day shirt to be? XL? Double XL? Probably just a large. I like it <laughs> fitting a little snug around the arms. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I can say about that is the same. It's the same argument that's being made about AJ and Nakamura. There's there's complaints that that build is not a good build. Mm, well, okay, I'm just saying maybe they're thinking of it the same way where the names themselves should carry the match. There shouldn't be a build well, for AJ Nakamura. My argument was is that the fact that we're who's better. Now, at this point, you got two of the guys apparently on top of their game. Who's better? I've said this several times. If if you're standing in Times Square, are you going to have AJ Styles versus Nakamura sitting on a poster? Or are you going to have Undertaker versus John Cena? One of them evokes a response from most people that have ever even watched pro wrestling or even know who John Cena is. One of them is just for total smarks. So if you're going to put a poster up in Times Square or on uh, the uh, 10110 in L.A. or whatever the fucking highway is called out there, and <laughs> are you going to have John Cena versus Undertaker? Or are you going to have Nakamura versus Styles? But, one of them's going to sell tickets. The other one's not. But this is not here's, here's Here's the answer. Go you're going to have Lesnar Reigns. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Hot. I don't. I really don't. That's I, I think Undertaker Cena. Cena's in. Cena's coming out of the big Judd Apatow movie right now. I'm I mean, not disagreeing with you that, but this WrestleMania is for everyone. It's Cena's, not just for us. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And so, Cena's checked out. Cena's checked out. Man, he does not. He's not even putting his all into this shit. He looks like he's just bored with it. He's tired with it. He's probably hanging around. Uh, Hollywood circles now just I, I don't like, think it's that bad. He, really does, he doesn't he doesn't feel bad. like hanging out next to, next to Dolph Ziggler anymore. He'd rather hang out next to Leslie Mann doing promos for the movie and shit like that. He's just checked out. That's that's the way it is. 
go go back and watch that Kane Cena match again. Do I have to? No. (laughs) (laughs) But if you did watch Cena's watch Cena's facial expressions, dude's checked out. And I I don't blame him. Like, go ahead and be checked out. Just fuck off. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, John. I was getting ready to try to defend you. (laughs) We'll move on to hard to count. (laughs) Two beer. Two count's going to be, you know, Bill's favorite thing, Mm-mm. the uh, triple threat. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the build to the triple threat. They say, man, you, you should be excited about this, right? I mean, it's like triple threat mania around with, this motherfucker. With his really boy excited. Rollins yeah. and with Finn Balor with mm-hmm. those washboard abs. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Finn Balor does look good. I'll give, you, I'll give him that, man. It's about to say, makes me want to go work Holy out. Shit. I don't even know if he's human. He's not human. It's about to say, he can't be eating anything. He's not human. He's Irish. <laughs> that's good. Anyway. That's good. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, one of, I, there was a few points of uh, WWE television this week that I really enjoyed, and one of them was uh, Miz TV. And Miz TV is consistently good, and a lot of that is due to the Miz. I am. This time it was good. That's, a, that's why they put it on every week. Oh, every week, and I mean yeah. it's old it's, reliable. It's because it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good TV, and. This week it wasn't just because of the Miz. I mean, partly because of the Miz, he you know he does the my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut, and you know everybody. I'm from L.A. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like oh, oh yeah, cold. in Cleveland, right? I'm in like, his hometown, yeah. when they were chanting Miz, say, he goes, I'm, "I'm from L.A." LA. Yeah. I'm like oh, fucking brutal. <laughs> that was great. But uh, the reason uh, we're talking about it, and the reason I liked it so much, is uh, because I totally got work during that. Whenever. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel uh, start showing the Miztourage. Yeah, the Miztourage, if you will. Start showing that, uh, you know, they might be, you know, doing a turn. Um, Miz says he's going to be the greatest Intercontinental Champion ever, better than Shawn Michaels, better than Mr. Perfect, which, of course, is Curtis Axel's father. I was like, uh oh. I was like, hey, 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 easy over there. <laughs> I was about to say, you, I wasn't even thinking about who the relationship. I was like, wait, mate. You ain't better than Mr. Perfect. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, uh, he was berating Bo and telling him, you better Bo leave, uh, that he was the greatest intercontinental champion or whatever. And Bo lashes out and calls him a, a fake A-lister uh, who can't fight. And um, I was like, man, I was like, this is kind of cool. This is adding some tension to the Miztourage, some complexity to the storyline. And I'm like... And I got totally worked because, of course, of course, it wasn't like <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out too. and works the crowd, and Finn Balor comes out and works the crowd. They're all supposed to be on Miz TV, like that's the that's the thing we're leading up to this WrestleMania match. And right whenever Miz looks like he's going to take a beating from his Miztourage, they just go right past him and start beating up Seth and Finn. And I, I got worked, and that's good TV. Like I watch a lot of wrestling, and whenever you get worked, it's a good feeling. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Miz ducked, and they both took out. Finn and Seth behind him. Um, well played. Okay, uh, and everything Two Beer said is absolutely correct. Go ahead. I don't even mean this that. is really a match to look forward to. It's one of Finn it, Balor, yeah. Seth Rollins, and the Miz. It's gonna be a is, sleeper match. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it led off the show. I if it was the curtain jerker, but like that is a match to look forward to. Like two years ago, if you would have told somebody that the, that there was going to be a WrestleMania match between the Miz. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, they would have been like, holy shit, that's that's what we're looking for, which is shows you the short memories of wrestling fans and also shows you that, 
hey, maybe we should start appreciating this stuff because this is going to be a great match. I hope it leads off the show because usually the crowd's usually hot and uh, you know those three guys. Yet. Well, and Seth Rollins is one of the three best workers in the WWE right now. I know he's your boy. No, I mean, if, it, if for whatever reason you forgot or you just don't like Seth Rollins, the gauntlet match was the, once again, the reality check of how good this man really is, okay? If healthy, you could argue the fact that he's one of the best easily in WWE, and then you can start talking about other companies or whatever the case may be. Um, I think this should be the first match. I really do, because I think the crowd would be hot. They would expect, you know, uh, Seth Rollins to do something crazy. Finn Balor's going to be the same way. Miz is just going to be consistent. I think with that, you throw in the Miztourage on this. This can be a 20, about 20 minutes. Get it out the way. I shouldn't even say get it out the way because, like I said, I, I think I, this is going to be one of the better matches. And like Bill said earlier, it's it's sometimes we are wrestling fans to a fault that we forget how good guys are. Finn Bauer is going to be in this same well, shit, aspect. how lucky we are. Yeah, in, in this scenario where, you know, knock on wood, everybody comes into WrestleMania healthy, ready to go. This has the ability, the possibility to be one of the better WrestleManias from top to bottom that we've seen in at least the last five. It six is years. a stacked card. It, okay, man. okay, it's a yeah, it looks start, way way yeah, better than last say, year. I'm, I'll officially jump on the stacked bandwagon. It is a very very good card to the point where if everything works the way you hope it would, and I'm not talking about guys you know who's winning who's losing. I'm just talking about guys putting on good performances. Little botches because I mean, at some point, somebody's gonna mess up. It's a no, six hour show, and, and I'll bring this up now just because it's a good segue. Like, I didn't like, and also because it's not part of our three count, I didn't like the other night when AJ came out to Nakamura and said, You know, we're going to we're going to tear the house down, we're going to put on a clinic. Like, I don't really like when in kayfabe wrestlers go out there and they talk about putting on a clinic or tearing the house down because that shouldn't be the point. The point should be trying to win the matches. I don't like when guys talk about trying to have the best match of the night because you shouldn't be trying to have the best match of the night. What you should be trying to do is trying to put the guy down within one minute, right? And that's that's why I didn't like the AJ Styles Nakamura promo the other night. I like Nakamura's part of it. I didn't like AJ's part of it. And AJ does this all the time. Dolph Ziggler also does this all the time. And I'm a fan of both those guys. But they always talk about burning the house down. And we're going to have the best match of the night. It's like, you guys shouldn't be wanting to have the best match of the night. Because there's still kayfabe stuff going on. Like, you should be trying to beat the guy in front of you. And I hate that shit. And that's why I think The Miz is great. Bringing it back to The Miz and bringing it back to Seth Rollins and Finn Balor is that this this match has had none of that. And then Finn Balor and Seth Rollins turned on each other at the end of that segment, which I also liked. It shouldn't be two baby faces versus a heel. It should be every man for himself. Three guys going out there for a championship. Right. Like, that's the whole thing. I'll take it however I can get it. Right. Yeah, and I I totally agree with that. in kayfabe, you should want to be able to, you know, just get your opponent and get a slip up. Those guys, like in UFC, that you see that win in like thirty seconds, are so happy because not only did they win the match, but they did it without taking a beating. They never had to get hit. They never right. had to get hit, and they're right. so thrilled. Yeah. Like, and they just exploited a weakness, and we don't ever see that. 
uh, and I think you can tell that story. Uh, it's just interesting that we don't saw really it a see couple that. times. We saw Goldberg do it with Lesnar. Goldberg doesn't count because he, uh, does, he did it every match. Uh, now I was going to say Daniel Bryan, Sheamus. Yeah, but Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan. But I'm just saying. I mean, you, you've seen it. It just yeah, and and they should do it. They, I wish they would do it more often. Uh, I don't, that we're gonna have to argue about that for another time. I don't necessarily agree. And that'll bring us to our three counts. Uh, the three count is going to be we're going to talk about the most boring match possibly on the WrestleMania card, which was Rude, Orton, and Jinder, which is three boring ass wrestlers wow. with three boring ass characters. Wow. One good entrance. <clears throat> and then they added. Cold and then they added. Rusev got added to the fatal four-way of the U.S. championship match. For the record, he's been doing this for the last 35, 40 minutes, even before he got here when I was picking him up. Maybe longer than that. He called you Machka. Anyway, Rusev got added to the U.S. title match at WrestleMania, which I told Jason on the way here, I go, I bet that's on the pre-show. He said, no way, it's going to be on the pre-show. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's a pretty good impression of you, actually. I'm, I'm sitting right here, number one, so I can do the impression. <laughs> Ain't no way it's going to be on the pre-show, man. But um, it would be hard to believe that Orton would be on the pre-show. That's true. That's but the only thing. I think adding Rusev, to this, the only reason. adding Rusev to this match makes it the only person they actually added somebody to the match that people want to see in the match. Nobody cares about Rusev, or nobody, oh, that was a Freudian, Freudian slip. Freudian slip. It's when you say one thing and you're thinking about a mother. Okay. <laughs> That's a Cliff Clavin line. Uh, nobody cares about Randy Orton. Nobody cares about Randy Orton, right? No, not right now. Randy's always going to be my Nobody boy. cares about Jinder Mahal. I mean, he's a great, he's obviously going to be Hall of Famer, but nobody cares about him right now. No, but would, I, I, would anybody even put Randy Orton, would any smark out there put Randy Orton on their top 10? No. Not even would close, even, right? I wouldn't even, if, if you wanted to go, just say, keep it simple. If you wanted to go top 10 WWE right now, most smarks would not have him on that list. I agree. And I we'll get we'll get more into this when we talk about the two Daniel Bryan matches that we watched from WrestleMania 30, but... Um, nobody cares. Nobody really cares about Bobby Roode as a face. Like they, they no. killed him. He would have been a great heel. heel yeah, well, you can still do it, but I mean, just right now, it's it's nobody, not what you. Nobody what you cares about gender. India didn't even care about gender. They didn't sell out the fucking Calcutta Dome or wherever they went. And now they added Rusev, and now Which everybody cares about. Everybody cares about. Now they added somebody to the match. <sighs> Now Rusev's going to win. You know that's not going to happen. That pop the crowd, man. It would pop the crowd. Especially on a pre-show. Especially on the first match of the night. I know I put two matches in the first match of the night now, but like that would pop the <laughs> fucking crowd if Rusev won. Because the only people that go to WrestleMania are smarks. The only people that travel from out of town that have tons of money is a bunch of people in their 30s that care about wrestling like us, like our audience, and they love Rusev, and they will pop the crowd if Rusev wins. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. 
You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Is that Big Lebowski? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't say I disagree with that. I mean, the, the logic makes sense, but this is WWE, and we all know WWE doesn't follow our logic. Um, it. I would love to argue this and say that you are wrong on this, but it makes sense. The dots connect. That being said, this is this is the argument with Rusev since pretty much day one of this podcast. When are they going to pull the trigger and actually, you know, put nope. a belt on him, put a, you know, get him a push, some sort of anything? And this is the golden opportunity to do it. I'm almost going to say that they're not going to do it. No, nope, just, just, <laughs> just because, because it makes just too because much sense. sense. It just yeah. makes too much sense. It, yeah. it, it's a perfect time to do it. He's over. It's not like he can't go in the ring. You got um, yeah, but, English behind him. That's basically his mouthpiece. Yeah, but that hasn't really been the argument since the beginning of this podcast. Like the Rusev Day thing has happened in the last three months. Uh, yeah, it's been very recent. No, I'm, pretty recent. More so. Okay, better choice of words. Is he a star? Is he not a star? This is a chance to make him a star. All I've ever said about Rusev is that he's never gotten the one sustained push after John Cena lost in WrestleMania. When he came out in the tank, that, that's his that's his claim to fame. That's I, it. I, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, I can't believe I'm we're, saying, we're doing the Rusev thing again. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying he's got the ability to do it, though. You agree with that, right? No question. This is the opportunity to build depth on whatever roster he's going to be on because you're sure at some point they're going to have it another draft and they're going to shake the roster up. I think you guys this, just had a moment. This is the opportunity to do it. That was a very special moment that we got to witness I, there. I, I think of, I was of, looking of recon, at my phone. Of reconciliation and forgiveness. Date, put the date down. What is this? The 29th of uh In the Easter season. <laughs> I'm feeling the love, uh, baby. <laughs> yes, this is Holy Thursday. <laughs> really, yeah. But I really feel it's like... Holy Thursday for us Catholics. <laughs> Good thing I'm Catholic. We... Uh, um, no, I really feel like to to or to JCB's point, I almost called him two beer because that's what he calls me. <laughs> uh, but to his point, I've had, two, just, I've had too many beers. Did you just grammar me? And then I was wrong when I said yeah. us Catholics, and you go we, yeah, we, yeah. You just and I was also wrong. You fucking, I know it's us Catholics. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you have anything else to say about Rusev? I do. Uh, I was going to use an analogy for Vince is like, you know, full of money, he's big oil, and like Rusev is like renewable energy, and it's like completely organic, and it's <laughs> completely sustainable, and he's just like, yeah, no thanks. I don't really feel like doing that. We're going to keep sticking with this. That's really good. That was good. <laughs> I'm just going to keep drilling. Don't worry we're about gonna it. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I don't care if it's tanking everything. <laughs> Buddy, what's that? And that's going to do it for our three count. This is banned from ringside. Hey, guys. If you've never gone to JJ Twigs on Hampton, Southampton, and South St. Louis, I recommend it. I'm going to read you off a couple of pizzas that I've had there in the last couple of weeks that have been very good. Uh, the Gravy Train with Jardinera with authentic <laughs> Chicago-style Italian beef. Uh, the other day, I had the Nickel City with buffalo sauce, buttermilk ranch dressing, chicken, crumble blue cheese. The Chow Bella which is vegetarian, which my wife gets. And I thought, I don't want a vegetarian, but it's olive oil and garlic, spinach, tomato, artichoke, and onion, and it's fire, everybody. They that sounds also hotter have, than a tw- Bella Twin. 
I know. They also have the Hillbender. If you like black olives and green olives, which not everybody does, but they have the Hillbender, which is pepperoni, black olive, green olive, and crumbled feta cheese. Guys, they have a great atmosphere. They have great pizzas. They're on Southampton, uh, just south of Eichelberger. Uh, go there. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. In fact, Jason and I are going to go there directly after this podcast. Dun, 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 and we're going to have, we're gonna have dun, a couple dun, dun, cocktails. Thanks for the invite. Uh, you're welcome to come if you want to. No, I'm good now. Zach, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, you're Zach's feelings. <laughs> that's JJ Twigs on Southampton. Uh, hit them up, man. They're, it's a great place. This is banned from Ringside. All right, so this Sunday we also had the New Japan. Uh, it wasn't really a pay-per-view because it was free on the Access TV, but it was in America, in L.A., and it was the Strong Style Evolve. Uh, I watched most of it, but Jason watched all of it. Tell me what you thought, Jason. Um, fairly de- decent to show, nothing great. I think the, one of the biggest criticisms, I hate to start off negative, but everybody knows that's kind of what I do. Jim Ross and Josh Barnett take a lot of heat on commentary, and I'm not going to defend either one of them, both, especially JR. It's it's hard to watch Father Time catch up with people like that, and my biggest defense against or for JR is he just didn't feel like he knew the product. He got names confused. He didn't know who legal guys were, things along those lines where Kevin Kelly is basically the voice of New Japan at this point, and he would have done a, a much more better job just on backstory, why these, these things are happening, obviously with the names and the current storylines, and then, you know, just calling the matches themselves. Um, the card itself was good. Um, Hangman Page and um, what is uh, Jay White had a really good match. Not great. Obviously, the top of the card was Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. I thought that was absolutely amazing and officially on one of my on my short list of matches of the year tag team matches of the year this is the that match is the reason why i like new japan just for the fact that not even the strong style portion of it that has something to do with it but the ring psychology the backstory it started with jay white and kenny omega breaking up or wrestling and jay white wins so jay white's prophecy starts to happen the bullet club breaks up so now you see it splinter down to Cody, who's trying to keep it together but be the leader. And then it goes to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Their relationship is cracked. You see that in this match. Even with Hangman Page or whatever, he sides with Cody, but then this still connects with Bullet Club in general. It's got so many layers to it. It's not just about the in-ring performance. It's, you know, friendships, you know, kayfabe friendships behind closed doors. That, to me, was the biggest uh, takeaway from Strong Style Evolve. Like I said, the overall card wasn't great. It was good. You set up Okada and Zack Sabre Jr. You're probably going to have maybe uh, Naito and uh, Suzuki. If not uh, Sunday night, you'll have it somewhere down the line, maybe for uh, Dominion. Maybe you see Chris Jericho come back for Dominion. But to say it wasn't great is kind of... It's it, that that might be the high bigotry of high expectations, okay, right? I mean, it, like when, when I watch New Japan, my bar is set a little higher than WWE, and that's just me. I expect more. I didn't yeah, get but, it, but I think that it, some of it did with commentary, but other I think has to do with what's getting ready to happen this morning and then Sunday morning, where you're going to have Okada and Zack Saber Jr. You're going to have a bunch of uh, multi-man matches tonight that'll probably set up. 
things down the line. I honestly think that commentary, for me at least, commentary can't really take away from anything. It can add to something, but it really can't take away from anything. When Jim Ross says golden showers, I think that takes away from something. How many great matches? Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, did, that's did all, you really that's, do that? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Oh, but how many great matches have you watched where Michael Cole did a subpar job on commentary? Tons. Oh, plenty. Tons. <clears throat> At the same Go time, ahead. I feel like this point is like exacerbated because. So I didn't watch Sunday. I got a new nephew, brand new to the world. Hey! He's uh, Dean Eberlin, my first nephew ever. Little lunatic fringe, Dean Eberlin. Okay. So, but anyway. It's my cousin in law. We Yeah. We were driving up from Southern Illinois. And uh, I didn't get to watch. And at the same time, I don't have access. I pay my 999 yen for New Japan World. That's right. And I don't have access, and I'm okay with that because, like JCB, I cannot stand the Josh Barnett and JR commentary. And this is coming from a guy who's an ultimate, like, Jim Ross fanboy. I think he's the best ever. I've listened to his podcast. I don't listen, you know, every week, but I've listened to choice ones. I don't don't think there's a lot of people in our generation who doesn't think that J- JR is the best ever? Yeah. And, and I use our generation loosely because you're probably a different generation than me. Come on, come on, come on, man. And you're, the, gr- you're the greatest generation. <laughs> the greatest generation. <laughs> hey, Fuck you. Jason, yes, thank sir. you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> you, know why, you know why Jason's the greatest generation? Because yes. he doesn't care if his girls come. <laughs> Say, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Moving on. No empathy. Anyway. <laughs> so, but I was not true, ladies. <laughs> I just get to go first. I like how it took them 15 seconds to come back. And be like, no, 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 no. I do care if you come. I just get to go first. Go ahead. But my dad I called me like, the other day. He goes, how do I listen to your podcast? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's not a good idea. Explicit for a reason. It's not going to do either one of us any good. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> to, to your point, I don't like JR's commentary for New Japan. It's partly not knowing the product. It's partly he is, you know, the years are catching up with him. I want him to stay busy. Uh, I really can't wait to read his book. I know he's gone through some rough times with his wife. He needs to stay busy because I don't want him passing away, you know, and just being lonely. Something something has changed him. It might be being older I still think he's the best of all time when he's at his best. And I still think after, you know, us three were texting each other the other night before I had watched the New Japan thing, and Zach had said, just hearing that JR is doing it kind of bums me out. I wish it was Kevin Kelly. And Jason said he fucked up a couple times. So I walked into it being like, man, this this is going to be bad. And then I was like, man, it's just nice to have his voice also. I can, you know? I can see that. And it, he he's not the sharpest tack anymore. He's probably 71, 72 years old. I don't know how old he is. Okay, but, but just, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but I guess my point is if we got him to do Cena Taker at WrestleMania this year, he could call that no problem. Probably. I, don't even think, I wouldn't even think we would even blink. He didn't do very great at the Mae Young Classic. Maybe. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But that's the, okay, but that's just the the inability to know the product. That is completely different though. You're right. He would probably be able to do Cena Taker without blinking. Um but there's also the thing like 20 years ago, he could probably do 
the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers without blinking also with only knowing very little about them. Because he had the energy and the... and the, he, the, the energy and the will. He seemed like more of a fan. Yeah. Yes. And now he's... I mean, he's old. He's... He's fucking old. No, I don't. I don't want to harp too bad on Jr. Because Josh he was, Barn- a, se- he was a senior when Jason was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm so glad I'm not going to be here next week. Well, wait, 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 oh no. I say, so, depending. Josh Barnett deserves some fucking negativity too because all he does is call out botches and he. Yeah, he sucks. He fucking sucks. No, he actually sucks. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Now, I, I wasn't even a fan of him when he was uh, in, 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 in his MMA days. Definitely not a fan of him behind the uh, the mic. It, oh, it, it just seems like a a, a a weird pairing. You JR know what I'm saying? Is, Jr. is not that old. I said he was seventy or seventy one. He's sixty six. Yeah, he just turned sixty six. He's not that old. Apologize Shit. to Jr. Now. God damn, that means he was only forty five. Oh my god, that means he was seven years older than I was when he was doing the attitude era shit. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so close to death. <laughs> uh and uh what was the other thing I was gonna talk about? Man, the Ronda Rousey thing was bad this week. Whoever did her makeup deserves to be fired. I bet immediately. It was her. Oh, I, it she needs to no, she needs to stop doing that. That was just distracting at best. Not cute. They're she's not a, doing her any favors. Like, at all. She's not a talker. Don't make her talk. Just have her come out and kick ass. Here's the problem, though. She's not a wrestler either. There you go. So, and but she knows how to kick rub. ass. She, physicality is, you know, that's right, her so language. Put her out there with Sonya Deville, a type of chick who looks like she's MMA trained, and have her kick some ass on Sonya Deville. Like, the okay. shit they need. Okay, so that's not doing her any good. You just bury Sonya Deville. You kind of buried her anyway. You with can the judo bury flip. Sonya Deville and build her back up a year from now. You can now. bury her with she's, Ronda Rousey. She's, she's 24 years old. She'll be fine. Okay. That's not the problem. I'm not saying that this is the watershed moment, but it, it wasn't a good look. Let's just go like that. Uh, AJ Nakamura. Um, I did like a little bit of that, so I know you didn't. No, I did. I was I was cool with the AJ Nakamura. I, I wasn't cool with what AJ said, but I was cool with the way Nakamura handled it, which Nakamura was like, you're too emotional. I'm cool. And I thought that that was a really good way for WWE to go into it. And I thought that Nakamura acting like he was going to do the Kinshasa oh, to great. AJ and then pulling it back and being like, nah, you know what? I thought that was perfect. That was great. I can't say I, I totally disagree with it. Uh, I guess I'm just I'm stuck in the you know the Twitter debate that I have going. But in fact, let's kick it off now at Twitter. BFR Bill, BFR Zach, or all lowercase letters with H. BFR JCB, BFR Pod on Twitter, BFR Pod on Instagram. And then you can find us on Facebook at Friends of BFR and Band from Ringside Podcast on uh, Facebook as well. I guess this Twitter debate kind of has kind of made me look at this differently. What's the build to AJ and Nakamura? I've just I've just said it. It's, to me, it's just simple. It's just to figure out. Okay, we've acknowledged what happened in Japan, so that kind of spills over to what's happening over here in America, WWE style. To me, it's just to figure out who's the better guy. Can AJ even the score? Can Nakamura go up two two games to nothing? Essentially, is the way I'm looking at. it. I like the idea of no heels, no faces. I like the idea of just two guys going to see who's going to be the best, and they'd help each other out. You know, in their previous matches, and I like that. I think it's different. Then I'm, look, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think some people are looking for a a storyline, a legitimate storyline. I was whatever that. Might I be. was hoping the other night that AJ would have turned on him a little bit. 
I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. We still have another week, and it 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 would be easier at this point to see AJ be the heel because he's already done it versus Nakamura being the heel. Yeah. Um, Nakamura seems to be getting better on the mic. I don't think that Nakamura's lost the crowd at all. I also don't think that this match would have, if this match was built up any better, would have sold any more network buys. I can't say I disagree with that. I really don't. I think the people that are into this match are already into this match, and they're right. gonna they're gonna watch the match because it's gonna be two of the best in the world this is fan on, the, on the on the biggest stage of the world. Yeah. It's not going to be the main event. It'll if, probably be, the, I, I'm going to say it'll probably be the fourth to last match. Probably something like that. As long as it doesn't start. That's all I ask. I don't think it'll start. Like I said, I, th- I, think, I think Balor, Miz, Rollins will start. I'll have a better chance of remembering it if it doesn't start. <laughs> don't um, take that back. I'll have a better chance. I know. I don't gotta, know. Last year was AJ Shane started off. and No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It was a great match. Just chances are if it starts, God forbid, AJ Nakamura, I'll remember that. If it goes like to that third, fourth hour, eh, it might get a little hazy there. <laughs> Give some rewatch. No, as I say, I know we want to get on to WrestleMania 30 analysis, but uh, I wanted to bring up one more thing. Uh, the, really, the only other thing I liked about TV this week that I saw was uh, Sasha and Bailey getting physical, and I think they deserve a WrestleMania match. Amen. Amen. There's not enough time, man. There's, <laughs> there's 14 matches right now. Right now, there's 14. If you include Taker Cena, which isn't official yet. So there's 13 matches, and then if you add Taker Cena, there's 14. There's just not enough time. I don't even know if I could name them. <laughs> no, you could. You could. If, if, if I was time, but if I gave you twenty four hours, you could name. I mean, I could probably do it in three minutes, but at the same time, or twenty four hours, whatever, <laughs> or twenty four hours, just whatever. two seconds ago. Don't shit, like, anyway, don't shit on my joke, man. <laughs> this is a this is a WrestleMania <laughs> match. It For should sure. be. They should deserve be. it. It should be a WrestleMania match. Yeah, I, it'll, I it'll probably be on. an Extreme Rules match or whatever comes after that. But like, Kendo stick on a pole. I don't know. Fourteen matches. That's so many matches. I I was talking to Jason on the way here. I said there's going to be four pre-show matches. He's like, what floor are they going to be? I was like, I don't fucking I have no idea. <laughs> man, you get a little too comfortable imitating me, man. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's 15 years old. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up before. Uh, the uh, Roman Reigns took a second beat down from Brock Lesnar. Um, they are driving very hard to the hoop, making Roman Reigns the babyface. Uh, Heyman cut up. Killer promo this week, though. Yeah, and here's the thing. I wouldn't be mad about... You didn't like it? No, I loved it. I, I, I okay. mean, it's, All right. it's point counterpoint. Go ahead, Zach. I wouldn't be mad that Lesnar has this universal title if this is the kind of shit that he did every week. Like, if we got the road to WrestleMania just throughout the year... Uh, and I know that's unrealistic, but it's not unrealistic for him to just be on TV more. It's been great to see him on TV. Like, I, it, it's to the point where it's like, oh, he's been on here like every other week. I wouldn't mind if he kept the title as long as he fucking did that whenever yeah, he, he kept it. Yeah, he's so badass. Jason. Uh, Heyman obviously cut a great promo, but I guess this is just the cynical part of me knowing what's going to happen. You a know? great promo, though. No, it, it was, was, it was so really great. Good. Yeah, basically, you know, called him, you know, not even a man. And that's. As a man, to be called less than a man, as you line up this heritage. Did you of, just assume my gender? 
My, <laughs> my favorite my favorite part was when he looked out to the crowd and he goes, for those of you who think you know the script, <laughs> right. you don't. No. It was guilty as charged. Because he's, because he's doing a double level promo there. He's right. doing yeah. for the smart marks and he's doing it for the marks That's too. Um, so this week we watched the fellas. And I watched the two Daniel Bryan matches from WrestleMania 30, which was Daniel Bryan versus Triple H in the opening match, the Curtain Jerker, uh, which I think I'm going to make my permanent AKA. And uh, <laughs> hey. Orton, Batista, and Daniel Bryan in the main event. So, JCB, thoughts on those two matches? What did you think? Which one was your favorite match out of those two? This is the same WrestleMania that Undertaker lost, lost a streak. Yeah. Uh, Somehow they gets buried, though, because... I don't think it gets buried, but, I mean, it's you can go 1-1-A. One, one it doesn't matter. Buried ultimately. alive? Mm, I like what you did there. Mm. Um, which was better? I like the, the first match better. I just thought it had the emotion that bled over from that Raw where Daniel Bryan takes over Raw to get the match actually set in stone. And then... The match itself already had the storyline, already had the the emotion behind it, and then you put on a great match where Daniel Bryan wins, but then he has this injury getting ready to go into a triple threat match with yeah, two Triple H Yeah, basically adds to it. Yeah. So I mean it just it, now it's the ultimate, you know, Rocky story going into the second match. You know, and this was once again being cynical. You know Daniel Bryan is going to win, but how do we get from point A to point B? And I always say it, it's all about the booking. They booked it the right way. It just, I wish it would have just been a one-on-one match, but ultimately at the end of the day, it all worked itself out. Daniel Bryan gets one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time, and you can at me at that if you want to, but which is the better, the first at match him. is better. JC or two beer. <laughs> Definitely one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time. I mean, all those yes chants, you got 70,000 people just high fiving strangers and yes chanting uh, and just not leaving the building. I actually shared just the other day, uh, it was a pretty funny meme. It wasn't the other day, it was on my on this day from like five years ago where uh, I showed Daniel Bryan holding the belt and it's like that feeling you get when you drink too much and you wake up with no hangover. <laughs> so. But uh, no, I mean, that never happens, but not just the WrestleMania (laughs) moment, but the matches. So you have the curtain jerker, which is a tough spot and you put on a great performance. Great story. That crowd was hot for that first match. Hell yeah. That crowd was hot. Absolutely. Easily one of the the most vocal crowds I've, I've heard in a long, long time. They'd never been in the ring together. They had great chemistry. Daniel Bryan's great at selling. Triple H is great at offense. And you know, he I like makes how you him did that great at offense. <laughs> yeah. I I loved how Triple H's first move was to do the handshake, which was almost to mock. You almost had to think that he was trying to mock the Ring of Honor thing. I was just getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say that because that's his claim to fame. And Daniel Bryan kicks it away and tries to do a a, a schoolboy pin on him. And Triple H kicks out of it just at the very last second. It's like, from the get-go, that match was hot. Just so hot. It's man. the ring psychology that I was just talking about with New Japan is what you had right there. And I didn't even trip off of that until you just said it. The Ring of Honor connection. Because obviously oh, that's, that's what they do. I think that's obviously why Triple H held out his hand at the very beginning. Honestly, it was like, oh, yeah. fuck you. 
it was a fuck you to Ring of Honor, but also kind of. It's kind of fun at the same time. It's a rib. It's a rib. It's almost like an homage at the same time it's a fuck you, which I guess it's equals, an acknowledgement. equals a rib. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to acknowledge Ring of Honor on the grandest stage of them all. You're not going to say oh, the yeah. name, but you do. You would do a gesture, which he did, yeah. and it, and it it all works out perfectly. It was it was the first match is a way better match. The second one, God bless Randy Orton, he almost killed Daniel Bryan in that second one. So the second match is just fine. That's I mean, I, it's a lot of, and I'll never buy anybody who tells me that they think that WWE had this plan the entire time. WWE thought they had Batista win the the Royal Rumble, and they thought it was going to be Randy Orton versus Batista, and that was going to be the biggest one. And they, I mean, if you watch that match again, WrestleMania 30, and I implore you all to do it, if you watch it, you realize that when Daniel Bryan's out of the ring, and it's Batista, for whose first name is Dave, <laughs> How you gonna doctor man for his name? I mean, you act like he came up with that shit. I don't know. His name should be Jose or Guillermo or something. His name's fucking <laughs> because Dave you because Batista. you say so, Bill of all people. I mean, come on. I said Guillermo. That's Spanish for, for Bill. Bill. I know, motherfucker. Thank you. Go ahead. So you have Dave <laughs> Batista versus Randy Orton. And the crowd is just shitting dead. On anytime, anytime they're not even shitting on it. They're they're doing worse than shitting on it. They're you just sitting, say anything they're sitting on their hands. And then every time Daniel Bryan gets back into it, they get a little bit more into it. Then Triple H comes and it starts getting a little bit more riled up. Because essentially, it's like a three on one at that point. But by the time that Daniel Bryan wins, the crowd's so tired. I mean. They they really are so tired. Four hours is too long. It's just oh, it just long. gets longer and longer every year too. Look, okay, you know what we're walking into. All right, I said it on the way over here. I'm gonna say it again. I know where a lot of us are gonna drink. A lot of us are gonna be doing other things as well. A lot of us might just be doing that other thing solo. Just pace yourself. This is gonna be six plus hours of just main roster shit. It's a marathon. It's not a now, sprint. You and I have hung out a lot of times. <laughs> we go, I'm going to see you at uh, WrestleMania. Tim and, is right. And when we went to the wrestling thing a couple weeks ago, I told you, don't let me smoke weed until we leave here. Yeah. And did I not? And that's an adult move, I think. Okay. but I hope my boss isn't listening. <laughs> yeah, because he's listening. <laughs> he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, you can pace yourself like that if you want to. I just get, I run my own little race. That's all. Um. There was one, oh, I want to bring up. We have our six month from WrestleMania oh, predictions here. Fuck. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> okay, so for Baron Corbin, <laughs> I had Dolph Ziggler. You had multi man match. You had multi man match. You guys both get five points for that. Hey, if, if he's in, if he's in it, you know he's in it. Uh, Shane, we washed out. Ambrose, we washed out. Uh, Miz, I had Matt Hardy. You had Sami Zayn. You had multi-man match. Nice. Oh, fuck. So we all lose. How we lose it? No, multi-man match. If you remember, multi-man match did not mean a triple threat. Oh, it, 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 it meant, meant Andre the Giant. Jinder, um, I had multi-man match. Zach had off the card. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I, was J- close. I had John Cena. I remember JCB that. had Cena. <laughs> hey, man. It be- no, it's a good prediction. Fuck you. Um, this motherfucker talks Kevin, o- Kevin Owens. I had Triple H. Zach had Sami Zayn. 
JCB at Triple H. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Mitt or Finn Balor, Zach had Samoa Joe. Not a bad guess. Uh, I had the Miz. Turns out I'm right. Ten nice. points. Um, JCB had Conor McGregor. <laughs> what a fucking idiot, right? <laughs> just, go kill yourself, idiot. <laughs> Fuck you. I ain't gonna be here next week. <laughs> I don't care. It's- hey, everybody. <laughs> birthdays this week. We have Michael P.S. Hayes is 59. Mike IRS Rotunda. Bray and Bo Dallas' dad is 60. Tripperetta. Oh, maybe the second worst tattoo next to Dave Batista's son around his belly button is Trimp or this tramp stamp. Mm. He's 31. That doesn't sound right. He can't have be a tramp 30. stamp? Oh, yeah. He had a tramp. Wait, Trimp or Who am I thinking of? There was a guy that was a tag team in SmackDown with Trimp or uh, We'll figure it out for yeah. next week. Randy Orton is 31. Lance Storm, my man, is 49. Um, Randy Orton's younger than me. I'm calling bullshit on that. No, he's 38. You say he's 31. No, Trent Perez is 31. Randy Orton's 38. Okay. Lance Storm is 49. Sika Anoa'i, Roman Reigns' dad, is 73. DDP is 62. Wow. He's been 69 forever. (laughs) Charlotte. Mm -mm. (laughs) She's 32. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, girl. Hey, guys, we know there's a bunch of... We know there's a bunch of... Podcast to listen to. We appreciate you listening to ours. Uh, for Sam the Muller Mall, Mr. Perfect Check. For Shock City Studios. Jack. For Soul Taco. Jack. For JJ Twigs. Jack. For Two Beers Zach Bowman. For JCB. See you in two weeks. I am Bill Vega. And everybody, boo the heels. That's right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.